All right, before we hit our five things we learned, well, let's hit the open for it. Five things we learned in our takeaways from Saturday, compare some notes, and then Josh and Connor will read your texts coming up in 20 minutes from now whenever I bolt to talk with Ted Roof and DeMarco Murray. I like DeMarco Murray a lot. I want to be friends with DeMarco Murray. I want to add him to my group of five friends. Jay, Jay from Medill pointed out that it seems like all of my friends are only named Jay. Might be fair. I got Matt, Jay, Trevor, Adam, um, Joel. Oh, there's a Chris. That kind of counts, too. So a DeMarco in that mix wouldn't suck, right? No, that would be my buddy DeMarco. He can get in a group text. But before we hit the top five takeaways, Josh, I feel like maybe the best way to look back on Saturday is to hear from the boss. Congratulations to Kansas. Uh, Played a uh, great game and a big win for them. Uh, Incredibly disappointed. Um, Made too many uh, mistakes today. Turned the ball over. Penalties. Timing of all of it was was, uh, really poor. And uh, and, uh, really, I... uh, you know, to me, it all it falls on the fourth down. Should have called a timeout there and put our guys and let them get settled down, and I, I did, and so I blew it. And I uh, really felt that it could have helped those guys in that situation, but didn't play with discipline. Uh, you know, same thing that uh, you know, two weeks in a row, different ways, but it all counts the same. It's discipline or lack thereof, and eleven penalties uh, for over 100 yards and uh, three turnovers, not taking care of the football. I thought our guys played uh, uh, with effort. Don't think we always played real smart, and uh, you know, gave ourselves a chance to win late uh, with a couple of uh, turnovers forced. And uh, but again, I let our guys down on that uh, uh, two-minute drill. Could have helped them, got them to fourth, fourth down there. And uh, so really, again, uh, hurt for the guys. And as I told them, we're not gonna. We've been telling them several weeks in a row we're not going to be defined by any one win or any loss. we got uh, a lot still out in front of us. This one uh, hurts. It stings. Uh, we got punished for, again, a lack of details and discipline and just uh, me having our guys ready to play at a high level. And uh, But we got uh, Oklahoma State and uh, certainly the rest of our schedule. got, a, again, a, an opportunity to still uh, – achieve uh, most of our goals and uh, so now it's about how we respond there you go all right let's hit it it's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by newcastle casino it's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by newcastle casino newcastle casino where real gamers play let's go man (laughs) newcastle casino i-44 exit 102 Newcastle or 107 sorry newcastlecasino.com 14 table games including blackjack they've got poker they've got baccarat I'm a big fan of their OTB and front row sports bar and grill where you can watch all the games and weekly happy hours all right um daily happy hours sorry big story big takeaway number 5 number 5 okay 
it's the great question, Josh, and I don't know if we'll ever truly get an answer that everyone's going to be happy about, but it's the question of why. Why why did OU become so conservative for four quarters? Is that the proper way to phrase that? Why were they so conservative for four quarters? You know, Coach Stoops was on with us in at the end of the first quarter, and Coach, I, I think, I think Coach Stoops is the best. I want, I want Bob Stoops in my circle of friends. So you could have a Bob to go along with a Jay, a Joel, an Adam, Trevor, Chris. There's a Mark that's got to be in there, right? This my that, that's all I've got, Josh. I'd love to have a Bob in there with Demarco. But it's interesting in what he said. It wasn't critical. It was just, hey, in these moments when I was coaching, I wanted a shot play early. I wanted a shot play early. And, Josh, we didn't – Oklahoma didn't try a shot play until it was too late, right? And I still thought they would win after they made that play. But it's the the great unknown. Here's what, if you want – I know a lot of people, whenever a game happens, like, I don't care what the coaches say. Well, I do. I do. It still matters to me. Here's what Brent Venable said about the play calling after the Ethan Downs pick. Yeah, you'd like to be better there. You'd like to chew up some clock, make, get a first down. You know, it's over. Uh, you know, but we forced them to use their timeouts. And uh, if we could have been a little better on the two-minute, uh, you know, we're not having this conversation uh, either. But uh, – you know, certainly you look back at it after the fact. You don't want to expose yourself and turn it over. But uh, you'd like to, you know, uh, get a first down there. You know, uh, that makes things a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, and then the other part of it, Josh, is hearing what Jeff Levy had to say uh, when asked about, hey, the conservative nature of the game plan. Uh, what was um, what was just kind of your thoughts on the way in which this offense responded on Saturday, or maybe more specifically, why was it so conservative consistently throughout? Yeah, I think just wanted to do a good job of, of running the rock. You know, felt good about that. And uh, with with the way some of the weather was early on, felt like staying away from the throw game uh, was, was the right thing. So it was probably a little more conservative than maybe it needed to be, but that was the thought. There you go. All right, Josh, through two hours and nine minutes, what's the answer there? Why do you feel like, with the evidence we've presented here on the ref, why do you feel like it got so conservative? I think a combination of a number of things. The weather itself, the early pick six, and the the middle of the game success running the football, right? I mean, I think all of that was uh, a big factor in it. Um, and that's not, I mean, look, that's not a defense. That's, I think that's why it played out the way it did. And they made a mistake. Agreed. You could sit here and pick out moments where there were jet sweeps that you didn't like, moments where there was a handoff to a wide receiver you didn't like. There were moments when they, you know, chose to work what would that be, horizontally instead of vertically? I just, 
I think a couple shot plays early could have changed that game. Not to say that they would have hit. Not to say that it was going to be automatic. But I just, if it was a lack of confidence in DG after the pick, if it was just, if it was the a code red that was called down from the coach, I don't know. But I got this. This is me. Noted Jeff Levy defender. All right? So take that for what it's worth. I kind of got the sense in listening to Brent, Josh, that maybe Coach Venables wanted them to run the football a little bit more lately. I kind of got the sense that it was a big deal to him to get rid of those three timeouts. So, I mean, we're looking at one drive, right? We're looking at one to the next to last drive before the Sooners, you know, after Ethan Downs, before the punt that went into the end zone. But again, it wasn't just one drive. It was pretty much, pretty much the mo, right? Pretty much the mo. Unfortunately, a, a tough lesson probably learned from Oklahoma. There came away with back to back to back stops defensively. Mm-hmm. But there's other parts of the game that you shouldn't have, in my opinion, you shouldn't have felt super comfortable that you were going to limit Kansas without a game-winning field goal try. Right. So, with that in mind, and the fact that, yes, they had all the timeouts, and, oh, by the way, college football, the clock stopping to get the football set on first downs, it, it's a, a lesson, hopefully, that will be learned that why not play to go win the game? Mm-hmm. Why, why play to take their timeouts away? If you had the nation's best defense, okay, maybe. But even then, play to win the game. Oh, do you know what? I just – this is a really, really good point. Uh, and like I said, a lot of things go into it. But – and I, I – Josh, you and Connor are going to have some fun once I get out of here. But from the 405, whether early on I was at the game, it was sunshine starting the game. He wasn't trying to go deep when no rain was falling at all. And – No, no, no. They were going into the wind, though, bro. They were going into the wind. That north. No, 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 they weren't. You're right. They, the wind was at their back. It was a north wind. So that confuses that even more. The wind sucked. I mean, it sucked. But it wasn't. I mean, we played games in perfect weather in Stillwater and Norman where the wind was blowing infinitely harder than it was on Saturday. But it sucked because it was a north wind and it was bitter and it was cold. That's a great point. So, Josh, when people like me say, ah, the, the weather, maybe that was a concern, maybe they want. I mean, when we kicked the game off, I was about ready to take an L from everyone that was like, it shows me it's not going to rain on my uh, weather app. And it was perfect to the first couple of series. And then, obviously, the rains came. So, uh, Why? Why the decision to be so conservative? All right. Number four. Number four. Big takeaway are now injuries. Now, when I say this, I want to make this very clear. I'm not excusinating anything away. My takeaway is the injuries and what it means going forward for Oklahoma. Literally, the very first text I got, tweet that I got was some guy's like, Oh, you said Danny was okay when he went down in the end zone. Well, he went down. 
and he popped right back up. I was like, oh, look, he's because he hit himself in the head a couple of times. He's a crazy person, okay? He's a linebacker. He popped up. I'm like, oh, he popped up. Looks like he's going to be okay. And, and when he was down there, he wasn't, like, reaching for his leg or wasn't wallowing around or anything. It's like he was down, then he popped up. And then he took, like, two or three steps, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. So at that point, I'm on standby the injury tent mode. I'm on, what are they doing here? Let's see what we can get. And he couldn't go. I mean, he went back in. He was on punt team, and then he went back in on the next series, and he played, I think, one or two plays and came off and said, I just can't go. What is his availability going forward? Hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain. Hopefully it's something with a little treatment. He's going to be okay. Nine didn't step on the field. Gentry Williams didn't step on the field. And I don't know what was going on there. You know, with the rumors of illnesses, you can't help but wonder if maybe he was battling something. But as I've always said, Josh, if you're sick, why are you around the team? Right? If he's sick and he's not able to go and he's not feeling well, let him get well. Standing out in the cold is not going to make him any better. So, to me, I don't think that it was and, – and, and, again, me, I've been wrong a lot. I don't think that. But maybe it's the continued issues he's had with his stingers. Maybe something else popped up. I don't know. And I – they missed his aggressiveness. He's a good corner. You know – can I Walker's done a nice job, but I think you said it, Josh. That competitive depth, that corner with these freshmen not quite there yet, and Kendall Dolby doing more of the uh, cheetah stuff, that's that's pretty obvious that that's an area that they're going to have to continue to bulk up. Wouldn't be surprised to see him try to get a couple of guys in a portal either there. Mm-hmm. Try and supplement a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Maybe so. But uh, so Gentry Williams – Danny Stutzman, Williams didn't play, Stutzman, uh, can I Walker's injury? I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Tywee Walker's injury? You know, someone had texted, it's like, oh, he's okay to stand on the sidelines. Why did they tape it up? Bro, they did. They did. That athletic training staff for Oklahoma, Robert Fulton's crew, Dylan, oh, they did an awesome job. Jeff, they were working hard on him. They taped it up. He stood up. He didn't like something in the way his knee felt. They got back down, did a little bit of work on him, popped up, did the high knees, got the nod, got ready to go back in and just couldn't go. So Tawi's issue wasn't, oh, if he's standing there on the sideline, why can't he come in the game? Josh, he was hurt, hurt, or I think I guarantee he would have been out there. Especially with how effective he had been. Absolutely. So am I missing anything? Just from Saturday, Stutzman, Towie Walker, Gentry Williams. I don't know what was going on with Walter Rouse, Savion Bird, and that rotation. Don't know. Uh, It's not the first time that Bills pulled Walter Rouse from a game. Did it at Tulsa. So we've seen it before. But then again, maybe – Maybe that's someone who's going through some things. I'm, I'm getting ready to get to hang with Gabe for about an hour. I don't know if he saw anything on tape that Walter Rouse didn't do right. <laughs> Gabe in the other rooms. He was, and he was a captain too. So I don't get that, Josh. That was weird to me. 
But that's now, all right, going forward, you got to get that right on the line, and you got to see if Danny Stutzman can't go. If he can't go, then that puts a lot more of an onus. Onus? Onus. 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 On <laughs> 7, 12, and 2. Canick's got to be better. I know it's not the same position, guys. He's all right, Canick doesn't play the same position. Danny goes out, he moves over, Kip slides in. But he becomes a little bit more of the quote unquote green dot. And in at least what my thine eye showed me, Key Lawrence and Billy Bowman were really involved in making sure everyone was lined up right. In fact, uh, on the tip play that was intercepted by Bowman, if you watch that moments before the play, he's moving, I think it's Kendall Dolby over. It's like you're not in the right spot. Move, move, move. And it he gets there just in time. And Bowman doesn't try to do someone else's job. He takes care of his responsibility and gets the pick. So it's a long way to say those are three pretty important guys. Did you Had you heard anything about Gentry Williams? Not really, no. Yeah. But uh, Captain Obvious, they missed a lot of the defensive personnel in, in a bad way. And I think the, the other obvious takeaway you can have from this is Oklahoma, depth-wise, they've got to get better, right? We, we thought they improved, and probably in some ways they have. Hmm. But there's a drop-off from the starters to the next unit down, which, again, an obvious statement and, okay, is that groundbreaking or this or that? But Oklahoma's not where it wants to be right. from a depth standpoint. Absolutely. I think that was made clear, uh, well, the last two weeks, but definitely at Kansas. You know what? I um, It's a good question for the 580. Peyton Bowen, any word there? Yeah, I remember he was hurt last week the leading into the game, and we really didn't even know it until, like, post-game. He's walking around in a boot. So, he didn't play a lot. He's only in the field maybe four snaps. So, you hope that he's progressing along. He's been a playmaker for them. Uh, they, they would It would be nice to have him and his physicality that he can bring from the secondary against Oklahoma State. All right, uh, I got to hustle now. Number three. Number three. Got to stop explosive plays. Got to stop explosive plays. You know, it's 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 the finite details that make all the difference. And um, Oklahoma struggled with those, Josh. They really did. And, you know, in stopping explosive plays, it gets me to number two. Number two. Because I guess these kind of mesh together. Where'd the pass rush go? What happened to the Oklahoma pass rush? That was really good, Was didn't have sacks, but in certain statistics were definitely affecting the quarterback. So that's in, – in three and two, those are two things to me that um, – I, I get to talk to Ted Roof, so we're going to be able to uh, chat about it here in a bit. But, yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I have no clue. I have no clue what happened to either one of them, Josh. They just um, – all right, explosive plays have emerged and they've been a problem. And then the, the pressure on the quarterback was just – I don't want to say non-existent because they, they had a few flashes, but in the way that Kansas blocked up the run, in the way that um, – OU was unable to get off blocks. 
you got to be able to affect the passer. And any quarterback can find an open receiver if you give him enough time. And at times it seemed like Jason Bean had like six Mississippi, seven Mississippi, and you're like, God, someone hit him. Hit him. But I, I know I kind of put three and two together, but they were both, I thought, major, major factors on Oklahoma's defensive problems and then Kansas's ability to hit some big plays. Absolutely. Totally agree. Gets me to number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Um, this is just me more than anything else, but you got to stay together. You got to stay together. As much as we talked about the Texas game and immersing yourself in the success, but also not getting caught and lost in the sauce, you have to be able to block out the noise. And Jeff Lebby, in our post-game conversation, was asked about, hey, what's the what's the message to the team now? What's the key going forward? Um, here's, what, here's what Coach Lebby told us post-game, told game post-game about what's the key to responding. Yeah, just our leaders got to lead. We got to do a great job responding. Uh, we got to do a great job learning from it as we get in there tomorrow and watching it and, and getting better. You know, we, we've got to, uh, we got to clear it uh, tomorrow as soon as we, we get done with the tape and be able to move on uh, to the next opponent. Make a fun coach's corner coming up, Josh. You got the uh, – but Roof is awesome. Coach Roof is awesome. So I'll be curious to see what his reaction is and fallout is from Saturday and now moving forward for a very, very talented running back in Ollie Gordon and an Oklahoma State team that seems to be finding its groove right around the uh, right around the right time. No time to pout, that's for certain. Anything there that you felt like I should have added that's glaring in your mind? Or do you want to get into it when you come back? <laughs> we, we, can, we can get into it uh, okay. when we come back, but I'd, I'd like you and I to explore it tomorrow. This was not a well-coached game by your head coach either, and I think that that is just the truth of the game. It was, and Brent Venables basically said as much uh, immediately out of the the shoot in the post game. But he he made some mistakes, unfortunately, in this one, and that that's disappointing. All right, uh, Josh and Connor have you the rest of the way. Uh, we'll be back in studio, or I'll be back in studio tomorrow. Text lines on fire. We're rolling through them next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. Back with you. It is the Plank Show right here. This the home of Sooner Fans. Josh Elmer alongside Drake Dyken. We welcome into the broadcast booth with us. Drake, good morning. Good morning, Josh Arino. Great to be with you, my friend. Let me say, hour number three presented to us by Moppin Roofing and Construction. They got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team at 405-703-3843. Moppin Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work. Again, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. That is Mop and Roofing, 405-703-3843. And let me also say, Celebrity Sing Raffle Tickets. You can get your raffle tickets today from the United Way of Norman. Obviously, uh, the United Way of Norman 
Darren Wilson and company, they do some amazing things for the Norman community. One of the cool parts of working here is we've just had a great partnership with United Way over the years. It's something that foundationally with uh, Randy LaFoon and uh, his ownership here into obviously the vineyards, the relationship with United Way, it's something that this company cares about. And we've got a first-of-its-kind item for this year's raffle, the Celebrity Sing Raffle. It's a football signed by both Bob and Drake Stoops. This is the only football signed by the father-son duo in the world. This is it. This is the only one. Raffle tickets are $100 each. You do not need to be present at Celebrity Sing to win. Raffle ticket sales uh, end at approximately 9.30 on Friday, November 3rd. UnitedWayNorman.org uh, to purchase your tickets. The uh, link, UnitedWayNorman.org backslash raffle. All right. Oklahoma, uh, first loss of the season, of course, 38-33 to Kansas. First loss in eons to the Jayhawks. First time since uh, 97. It was a, a lot of first in this game unfortunately the first time since I want to say 84 that uh, Kansas had beaten a top 10 team at home that might be stretching it but they there were all sorts of uh, graphics during the broadcast it was again obviously the the first time OU had lost to KU since 97 yeah, first loss of this season for OU so the the what's next for Oklahoma we're gonna find out this week if this is going to spiral on OU or if uh, Oklahoma is going to be able to flip this thing back around because y- you turn your attention now to Bedlam, and I know we're still grieving phase and we'll hit the, the text line before we get out of here, but uh, you win this week versus Oklahoma State and all of a sudden the rest of the schedule, again, sky a little brighter, sun looks up a little bit, and... 11-1 and one, I think is doable if you get through this week at Oklahoma State, which, based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks, Drake, is going to be a mighty challenge with Ollie Gordon and what they're doing in the run game. Rockets environment, they, like Kansas, trying to get give you a nice little uh, enjoy the SEC present on the way out the door. We know, uh, obviously, the animosity for Bedlam. So it's going to be a big-time challenge, but if you can get this win, then all of a sudden – Oklahoma's path to the Big 12 championship, I think you've got a pretty good path. This is going to be the week immediately we're going to find out, okay, is this is this thing going to go sideways in a hurry on OU, or are they going to be able to stabilize again and, and get into the Big 12 championship game perhaps? Yeah, and whenever OU is able to navigate their way into those three or four seasons to where they did end up in the college football playoff, they did have losses like these at some point in the season that they had to bounce back from where it looked bleak in terms of working your way into uh, the college football playoff once again after having these losses. But you never know what can happen the remainder of the season. I mean, everybody looked at OU as just, for instance, like, oh, well, the rest of the season, it's a cakewalk. OU should go, like, no question. Actually, I think it was the SiriusXM podcast college football Sunday show that was uh, talking about this yesterday is everybody looked at Oklahoma. Oh, well, they're going to go undefeated. They just kind of took for granted that they would win out the rest of the year. Texas would win out the rest of the year and that these two would collide again in the big 12 title game. And you know, 
in a vacuum, yes, that's how it looked. Those were the two teams that looked the best in the conference at that point in time. But, um, you know, sometimes Murphy's Law, things just go wrong. Players get hurt. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everybody has a little bit greater appreciation. He was already having a great season. Probably Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year in Danny Stutzman. I think everybody has a little bit more appreciation for the details that he was the center of. Had his fingerprints on. Everything with the OU defense looks so much cleaner when Danny Setsman's on the field. And when he was removed, that's when KU really started to move the football. Greater appreciation for Stutzman, for mm-hmm. Gentry Williams, for Peyton Bowen, all of them. Yeah, and, and Andrell Anthony as well, I think, is kind of one of the things we can look at, too, as far as the vertical passing game. Yeah, and, and let's uh, let's explore some of that next. I, I mentioned it uh, a little while ago before Plank jumped off uh, for Coach's Corner. This was not a great coach game by Brent Venables. So, and Jeff Levy will rightfully so incur and have to withstand plenty of criticism today and throughout the rest of this week for being Mr. Ultra Conservative, and yet don't let that distract you from the fact that Brent Venables made some key mistakes in this game as your head coach, too, and oh, by the way, I think sort of kind of sounded like he signed off on the let's run the football late and burn the timeouts. Well, and before I start to get ratioed on the text line, too, uh, for talk, bringing up the injuries, it, it was not a well-coached game in any shape, way, or form on Saturday. I think everybody can look at that and fully admit that. Whether it's the offensive play calling, whether it's some of the decisions, like the decision to call the timeout prior to punting the football because you didn't have the 11th player on the field, yes. it's probably more important to have... Uh, that extra timeout with the way, obviously, hindsight being twenty twenty, But I kind of felt it at the time just because of the way that the game was going. More important to have that timeout than it is to have the extra five yards. So there were mistakes made. You can – there were lots of things that went wrong in that game. Some of it was OU's doing. Some of it was not. But there were bad decisions made by the coaching staff just as far as game plan going into the game too so let's talk a little bit more about that on the other side again hour three of the plank show presented by mop and roofing it's the uh, drake and josh show right here uh, right now on the ref the home of sooner fans your phone calls you want to dive in here uh, before we get out the door riverwind casino jackpot line it's uh, open for the next uh, 20 plus or so with us 405-329-9000 taking a to we roll on next right here it's the home of sooner fans back with you mop and roofing Presenting our number three. Appreciate Bob Moppin and his crew. They got you covered. Oklahoma, 405-703-3843. Full service company, and they've got insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work as well. All right, instead of uh, me waxing poetically about there were some coaching mistakes made from even your head football coach in addition to Jeff Levy, you all probably understand that and at any rate, let's hear from the people instead. You dial us up. Let's get you right in. Uh, it's a reaction type uh, Monday, unfortunately, to a loss. The first for Oklahoma, 38-33 to Kansas. Mr. Sports uh, jumps in here first for us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Mr. Sports, good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys. Well, I spent two days, Josh, the last two days, defending Levy on Twitter. 
I know you followed my page, so I'm sure you caught a few of them. But and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, Mr. Sports, of the page, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Let me preface by saying this. You know, I saw the suspect play calling and and the personnel decisions. But, you know, until you stand on the sidelines with those headsets on, you don't really know for sure exactly what's going on. Um, you know, or who's calling what or what. But um, I know one thing. This Ollie Gordon, they better get ready because this dude is a real deal. And I'm just hoping we get healthy enough this week, especially on defense, because it could be a long day if, if he goes off and, uh, and he's capable of doing that. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's having a remarkable, what, past month and maybe change or so. And that's a, a team that their fortunes have radically shifted. And, we, you know, we don't even really need to delve into the storylines being what the storylines are of the final bedlam and the animosity and the venom that will be at Boone Pickens Stadium. So it's going to be a tough environment against a good Oklahoma State team that is fully capable of handing you a back-to-back loss here. So you better get ready. You better be better defensively. And playing their best football of the year, too, at this point. Though. Yeah, I mean, right now it's a couple of teams agree. that are going yeah. different directions. Now let's hope that Oklahoma can, can get this, you know, get these holes plugged up from the last couple of weeks. I still believe – that Oklahoma's fully capable of going to Stillwater and winning and beating West Virginia and going to Provo and winning and beating TCU. And then we have a conversation about an 11-1 and Oklahoma headed to the Big 12 championship game. But, look, there's obviously some big-time work to be done, and uh, it's not just in the play-calling department. It's larger than that for Oklahoma. Yeah, we had some critical, critical mistakes. Tackling, I mean, there was so much stuff that went in this game last Saturday that – uh, to me, it, it, yeah, Levy was conservative, but there was some stuff on the, going on on the field that far surpassed what he was calling for the press box. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was it was awful. Those, those three personal fouls that we got in a row on one drive was just a killer. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, I just don't get it. Well, Josh, I appreciate you guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Mister Sports, take care, buddy. Appreciate your phone call always. Let's uh, get right back to it. Chris is hanging on, Chris. Good morning. What's on your mind? What's going on? What's going on, man? I, how you been, buddy? Been a minute since we've talked. You doing all right? Yeah, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm drove. I'm drove to hell. I'm drove. I'm, I'm. I, you know, words cannot describe. I just, I, I don't understand. And then on top of that, like I said in the text, great job, Fox, for, <laughs> you know, after the delay, you see about. Five ten minutes of the game, then they talk about you can see the game on the Fox app. I don't have a Fox Sports app. I was looking at Fox Sports one and two. They had racing on and MMA fighting. Are you kidding me? But then, of course, you know we're leaving the Big Twelve, so that's why they're doing all this stuff. YouTube TV, man. I'm telling you, we're trying to get them locked in uh, as part of the Ref Army as we speak. But there were no issues on the the YouTube TV front. So if you're looking to make a switch, there you go. I might have to, but, but, but you know, like I said, it's just the inconsistency. I, I don't understand. I mean, what was his rationale all the way around? I mean, then I had to go back and look at the previews on YouTube to come back and see the other end of the game. I didn't realize they were that close to the, to the end zone after, after Ethan Downs intercepted the ball. I mean, what's really going on? I mean, I, it, it just killed. I mean, I, I, I understand that this Brent Venables is new to head coaching or whatever, 
But to me, the mentality is, I think Leverage push trying to push back on this thing. That's what I think. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. But there's no way you put in uh, nothing against Javante Barnes. The man ain't played in a month. Why is he holding these people back? Why is he taking these people out? Putting, I mean, why is he running that damn dumb, that damn dumb jet sweep? What is that about? I mean, again, let me control myself. I'm no, really you're, you're – look, here's the deal, Chris. You are saying what a lot of Oklahoma fans feel. The jet sweep with Freeman and whoever, it's not been working. Uh, Farouk, because of the issues you've had with running back, you, you try to experiment there and put him in the backfield. Guess what? He fumbles the football on the carry. So there's a lot to be upset about. Oklahoma, they, they had to have known you haven't gotten much out of any running back not named Tawi Walker. So late in the game, that's just one more reason to drop back and give Dylan Gabriel a, a legitimate chance to throw to win the game. We talked about it uh, on the podcast. I don't think we've talked about it today, but you could still have – so the second down snap, right, where Dylan Gabriel runs the football, you could have had a play-action boot for Gabriel in to where basically you have the same – it's not a designed quarterback run, right, but it gives yeah. you options. It gives you the ability to throw if there's an easy throw and catch to be made to maybe get the first down that wins the game. And, oh, by the way, if that throw's not there, then Dylan Gabriel can still run and slide and keep the clock moving and burn a timeout. But Oklahoma didn't do that, right? So, I, I, it, 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 And even with that, I mean, why? I, I mean, I, I've heard people say that they have problems with DeMarco Murray. I, I, I personally don't because he can only put who's the best back in the picture. Now, that's up to Jeff Levy to run. Now, there's been problems they haven't. He hasn't to decide who's going to do what. But at the end of the day, it's still Jeff Levy's call. It's still Jeff Levy's call. He's putting these people in, running, running them, and then taking them out. Why? I mean, why? But, it, but again, it's that kind of morning, I go, unfortunately. I hate, to, I hate to go old school. Bob's running the ball. It, it doesn't matter. That's why, that's why that coach who used to coach for OU, is at Tennessee as a head coach because he was slow play calling and all that craziness. Again, that's, that's, that's I mean, one question I want to know is, why is he not holding Jeff Levy accountable? That's, that's, the, that, that's the one thing I want to know. Well, I, I've got an answer for you, and I'll share with you on the other side, Chris. we got to run, okay, buddy? I appreciate okay, the man, phone call. I appreciate it. Yep, have a nice morning. One final break. And we'll come back. We'll both tie this thing next right here. It's the Plank Show on the wrap. Plank Show, final thoughts, brought to us by Primrose Funeral Service in Norman. With 80 years of service, their sincere commitment is to make things just that little bit easier for you and your family. Primrose Funeral Service, number to call, 405-321-6000, or visit them online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Final thoughts in response to Chris right there. Why has uh, – basically the question, Drake, unless I'm misinterpreting things here, was why hasn't Brent Venables come out and tossed Jeff Levy's feet to the flames a little bit, right, held him accountable? And I would say, to me, based on some of the remarks that Brent Venables made after the game, I kind of think that Jeff Levy and the offense did exactly what Brent Venables wanted to do. So – now, we'll find out as this week goes along and we hear a little bit more from Coach Venables what the, the coaches show tonight 
and then uh, obviously his uh, regularly scheduled press conference tomorrow. But based on the quote that he gave about Ethan Downs' interception and the sequencing of offensive events afterwards, I mean, you tell me. We played the audio earlier, but uh, here's what Coach Venable said. Quote, you'd like to be better there. You'd like to chew up some clock maybe and get a first down, but you forced them to use their timeouts. Could have been a little bit better on the two-minute, and then we're not having this conversation, but you certainly look back at it after the fact. You don't want to expose yourself and turn it over, but you'd like to get a first down there. Sounds like and that was kind of the plan. And there's there's also a fine line to walk to as a head coach because if you're somebody that's going to throw your assistants under the bus at press conferences, guess what? There's not going to be a ton of people that are going to be like, oh, well, if, if something goes wrong in a game and it's just kind of my position group or I'm the coordinator – I'm going to be thrown under the bus really quickly. So that's the other part of this, too, is why he doesn't just throw somebody under the bus. Sure. It sounds like that's what he wanted to do. Kind of sounds like they probably, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot that should have been better. Play calling on that sequence was probably the worst of the entire day. There's a lot to dissect from this thing. We uh, get to hand the baton off now. 38-33 was the final KU for the first time in a long time, beats Oklahoma. Sooners, they got to regroup. We got to regroup for tomorrow mm-hmm. for Drake Dyken, for Mr. Chris Plank. I'm Josh Elmer. Until tomorrow, we hand it off. Steelman and Thune at noon next. So long, everybody.